0: Welcome back to the Family CTO Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tharler. This episode was originally going to be a holiday gift guide about gadgets related to the food and health category. Then we got busy around the holidays, yada, yada, yada. It's the end of January. But it's good to be back. Even though those holidays are over, this is still a gift guide, and it still features a roundup of cool gadgets related to food and health. That's coming up later. First, we chat with a very interesting guy named Marcos, the head of a German company called Fun with Balls. It's okay. Take a moment to let that sink in. The idea behind the company and the reason why it fits the health theme is that they've created a fun, interactive system that lets you throw or kick balls. Picture playground, Nerf styled and racquetballs at your wall in what looks like a super fun combination of gaming, sports, and fitness. So let's talk to Marcos and find out exactly how the ball bounces. So I was looking through my LinkedIn feed last week and I stumbled onto a video teasing a very fun looking product. And this particular post has since amassed over 300,000 views on LinkedIn with thousands of folks commenting. And yet, when I tagged the CEO of the company the day before Christmas in my comment, he got right back to me within minutes. And it's certainly not because he's not busy. Marcos, welcome to the show. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. According to your bio on LinkedIn, you created a company called Virtual Drugstore, a surf school in North Korea, art installations in Antarctica, and authored a book called Quantum Leap, The Future of Sports. You are officially the most interesting person that I know.
1: It sounds much more than it is. I've just been, uh, I started my first company at the age of 20 and I've always been very hyperactive. So I just ended up with a lot of very cool projects and always did what I wanted to do. If you sum it up this way, it sounds much nicer. I feel much bigger than I am.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm sure it was difficult along the way, but Can you connect the dots for us? Like how are those things related or how did those things lead you to what you're currently doing, what your current passion is?
1: It's a perfect start of the conversation because it actually is that way that everything like builds on each other. So I started my my career as a visual artist, grabbed the camera at the age of 16, was super interested into it, a high eight or digital eight camera at that time, started to become a visual artist, from that started designing stages, clubs, then big brands reached out to me. and was like, hey, you did this cool festival stage. Can you do as a fashion show or launch our car? And this led on and on. And this is also where I did all my traveling around the globe got a little bit bored by, I was successful and it was a good business, but it was marketing, like marketing and events. So it's very predictable. Big brands give you big budgets. You have the big show and press and media, but then again, you're just selling different kinds of clothes the next year or different car. So I just started venturing out and cool stuff that I wanted to do. This is how the surf school happened, the art installations and Antarctica and the Sahara desert, the book and then found my true passion about four years ago when I said I wanna revolutionize the way we think about sports, mix it with uh, a lot of software and gamification to just make it much more appealing for all the people that normally are as lazy as me.
0: That's great. It seems like with events that there's a big buildup and then it's over and then you're just thinking, what's the next thing? So this is something that's more of a long-term pursuit because sports is something you can just always be doing and being active. As of when we're recording this, you're over a third of your way to the crowdfunding goal and still have a few weeks to go. So let's jump right into it. Tell us what the limbic system is and how it works.
1: Well, we've been doing this for four and a half years now, and what we always said we wanted to revolutionize the way you think about sports, and wanted to motivate people to get into it easier and stay with it. So we mix it with gamification, and normally where we started, it's the B two B area. So we upgrade sports facilities, schools, gyms with our systems. You have to think of it like giant touchpads and and room tracking systems, so you can play soccer, baseball, basketball, squash, or whatever, but you interact like you would in a computer game. So, it gets your brain hooked really quickly and you lose calories and hours without even noticing. So, when we started this, we always knew it's like a big, complex thing that we're trying to achieve. And a lot of people always asked us, like, hey, can't you do that in a home version? And we're like, well, that's trying to build a spaceship that fits into your pocket. And for the last two years, we've been going in and out of research and we, picked up the project again. We did a lot of designing and a lot of building. And now with COVID, the last couple of months, we just made it the the main part and yeah, built our own little box that can do it all. And it's a small device. It looks super cute. You hang it on the wall and you just start with it. Motion tracking, wall tracking, touchpad, it's all in there and the possibilities to get engaged with that physically are basically limitless.
0: And so you have a system that does a great job of tracking activities and then the user would need to supply their own projector.
1: And so exactly it comes with some certain number of games then. So what we said in the beginning, we were thinking about including the projector, but then we figured out that buying a projector is such a personal thing, like people They have their home cinema. Other people just want to go for the cheap one. Some people say, but it needs to have 4K and I want to have low black values. And like, there's so many elements. So we're like, okay, you you pick what projector you ever want to have. So we're just building a buyer's guide also for people who buy their first projector. But you can also use any other display. And so everything you need is just a power plug and Wi-Fi. Or uh, you can also cable it. You connect it to your projector. It works with any size of projector. So some people even have it like with one and a half meter wide projections. Some people go for four meters. Four meter fifty is like the max that we can basically guarantee the tracking. Yeah. And from there, it's all up to you. Okay, so
0: that's very handy. Especially you don't want to create something with user error where somebody's going to get some tiny projector or the resolution's not right. So you're going to help people get set up because it sounds like the system itself is designed to be very easy and personally I was into gaming a long time ago and I feel like gaming has gone just way past me it's gone like right over my head because I'm the kind of person who wants to literally just turn it on and just start I don't want to create characters I don't want to learn plots I just want to go in and just play something and so this is for me
1: well, it's you still need to set it up. You don't need to calibrate the screen, which is like tapping the four corners of your projection. But that's basically it. We even have people asking, does it work without internet? Yes, it works without internet. But generally, we ship it with about 30 different applications. The number is now growing because we've one positive aspect is that a lot of gaming studios are now reaching out to us, wanting to design games. We even had a perk where we said, we design your game. And we just put the perk in for fun because it's like a full month of game development with two people, and we were like, "Yeah, maybe somebody's crazy." and they were gone like this, so we had to stack them up. It was one of the first things that the people bought. And so, yeah, but generally, once you have the thing installed, the idea is always to keep entry barriers as low as possible, because anything that would actually take any attention from you always might create a hurdle for you to actually start moving.
0: in this starting moving reminds me of way back when, I want to say it was at least 10 years ago, there's a company called Zavix and they had something that, it was the first thing that I had seen that got people up and moving. And so there were a few different gaming accessories. I I specifically remember the tennis. And so you get up with these little, they were like the size of racquetball rackets and you'd get up and actually feel like you were playing tennis. Like we were playing doubles. And there were a couple of times where my friend, Joe in particular, he would rush the net and hit my screen. I was like, dude, don't hit my TV screen. People are getting that into it, that they feel so involved. And so here, your company is called Fun With Balls, and you literally are having fun with balls, throwing things at the screen and at the wall. So it just seems like something that anybody of any age can get into and appreciate that they're actually getting up and moving.
1: Well, it's super, super nice that you noticed that. And it's also a very strong part of our philosophy that we always say we want to have the full spectrum. So we literally want to start with somebody who can throw a softball like a 3 year old and go up to somebody that says hey I want to do tennis training or I want to train my reaction skills or how fast can I reach certain points with changing direction and all, and all these things so there's been a lot of products in the past already that did an amazing job with that and and we're not absolutely reinventing the wheel there's been the connect there's been the nintendo Wii but The difference with us is we really like to include objects because it's still cognitive skill wise and motor skill wise, a a complete different thing. If you're just wiggling around a remote pretending to hit something, or if you're really having a racket and you have to anticipate the bounce of the ball and all these things, and it just gets so much more complex. And um, that's what we love because we want to have real skills. Like we want to have real sport, Like. You we'll want to make all your muscles feel when you have to reach down to get it up again and stuff like that.
0: Well, I think that's the difference that that it's nice that we went from sitting on the couch with a remote to standing up and waving a remote, but that's not a real skill that's ever going to come into play. And so I like exactly. that this actually gets you up. And it, I would say of all the sports out there, I play most of them, but soccer or football, as you call it, is, is not my strong suit. But if I were by myself and just kicking against a wall and, and trying to improve my skills, I might feel a little less self-conscious about actually trying to improve my skills. And there are actual skills in here. Like it looks like you could make it very precise and then have different levels so that somebody at first just needs to hit the wall. And then you need to hit a smaller and a smaller target. And then you're actually doing something.
1: Oh, well, it, it is like, we have a little pyramid. We said like the first thing is whatever you do, you get a reaction. That's what kids love. If you play the fish game, no matter where you throw the ball, as long as you throw it somewhere on the wall, you get bubbles, you get sounds. It's like, you feel that you have an effect on on the world. And then we obviously introduce, now you need to hit the good fish, now you need to hit the bad fish. And then the further you evolve, we implement like things like timers or like moving targets, and then it gets harder. And we also apply much more pressure. So one funny thing is a lot of people that actually start with our games at the beginning, Like, oh, that's a fun game for kids. And then they realize there's an underlying logic and you got to be fast and you can have the specials. And if you hit five times in a row, you get extra points. Then they see there's a global leaderboard. And then even like adults play these kids games for half an hour. And one thing we always say, which is our favorite sentence. Okay, just one more time. Wait, one more time. Because they always like, they finish. Okay, we're done. But listen, I I think I can do one more better. Come on. Uh, This one didn't count. Let me try again.
0: Yeah, I remember that playing basketball with a friend of mine in high school. And we would always say, oh, before we go in, we just have to hit this one shot, or you just have to do one more thing. So it just, it totally fits. And that's really fun. Because the thing I can't stand is to see people playing games, video games, or other games and getting frustrated. If you're that frustrated, then you're not playing a game. If I wanted to be frustrated, I could look at the computer and, and do work. Speaking to the health aspect and the fitness aspect, is there anything in it that You can track your fitness or do you just leave that up to everybody else's devices?
1: No, first of all, the whole platform, like once you log in with the app, we have global leaderboards. We can calculate your calorie burn based on your uh, movements and obviously your weight and age and, and size. And this is something that we're now working on to also get it more to the rehab side and the basically try to motivate you to do the right movements as well not just the movements and yeah in the end this is just the beginning because the funny thing is in the b2b side when we developed our own products for gym schools or whatever we wanted to have short rounds we wanted to have something that is okay after five minutes it's done you do this four or five times and then the next guys is coming so now we're like transitioning to a complete new form of games where we have to actually create stuff that gets you much cooked much longer. Uh, that's a very fun thing, because in the end, your brain is very simple. Gamification is imprinted in our thinking for the last centuries. Whether you're like out in the nature, hunting for food or, or collecting berries, or you're trying to achieve a certain level or points, the mechanism in the limbic center, that's the thing that drives you. Once you're able to hack that, achieving something that's good for you, like movement, learning new skills, being more reactive, then we're super happy that we achieved something.
0: And so that's just to call out what might be obvious. That's why the product is called Limbic. It's for that part of your brain, for those people exactly. who aren't biologists exactly.
1: or doctors in the audience. Well, it's where your motivation is born. This is where you get your little bonus if you achieve something. So basically, when people ask us, what is it? And we always say it's a gaming console. It's a device it's a projection it's a sensor well it's a motivator that's what it is
0: well i think that's the the key thing is earlier you said that you're spending your time you are spending time but it's not wasted time you're actually doing something and actually feeding a part of you that needs to be fed
1: well one one very nice point in in the development of our products was always when we were talking to parents because in the beginning, like when we posted the first videos a couple of years ago, people were like, oh, there are people already spending so much time in screens. Now you also want to have them t- spend time on screens in record centers and football academies, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like parents and they were like, hey, I feel so bad because every time I know I'm busy, I know I'm spending too little time with my kid actually being physically active. So it's just so easy to hand them the iPad and it's like, hey, here you go. He's gone. So they all have this bad feeling and all of a sudden there's this screen that's doing something really desirable and good, where you say, hey, I spent an hour in front of a screen. Yes, you burned like 400 calories, you're sweaty, and tomorrow you're gonna have really sore muscles in your bum, but you moved. That's the beauty of, of what we try to achieve.
0: And, and the difference is, when I say you're spending too much time on your screen, you're hurting your eyes, you're staring at this thing, but in your case, you actually are spending time on a screen, like people are actually tapping the wall and trying to get exactly. colors and do
1: things. And the nice thing is, it's when people think of the screening, like the screen is, we basically did some calculations and we re- realized it's about 40% of the time you're watching the screen, the other 60%, the other 40%. You're looking at your feet, you're trying to focus on the object, which is a super important part of actually reaction because your eyes are constantly switching from focus on the ball, predict how it's going to react then try to look at the wall again try to figure out within milliseconds where is the target that i need to hit because it changed already since half a second ago and that thing is actually when we tested this with squash players in the beginning squash is a super complex sport it's super fast it's super strategy driven these people like pro players from the world series were like i'm overwhelmed my brain's overclocked i can't follow these many things at the same time you let them play for two hours and all of a sudden there's, like, yeah, it's like playing chess while you're running. You just have to get used on two patterns, like two layers of information. It's super engaging. The funny thing is when they then started playing normal scores, it was like, hey, I feel much more relaxed now.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because I remember being at a tennis camp and seeing something, they called it something like triple vision at the time, because you need to focus on where you are, where the ball is, and then where you want it to go all at the same time. And while you're moving, and so it really exactly. is interesting. That's a it's another part of the brain that that I hadn't thought about before, where you're actually training your brain, and it's an actual skill to be able to to train your brain to do multiple things at once. Because we're not we don't naturally do multiple things at once. Well, most of us don't. You seem to do a lot of things at once.
1: I wouldn't judge from myself to others. I also don't recommend to do it the way that I do it. It's very exhausting sometimes. But actually. Most things that, and, and like I said, I just wrote a book about this. Most things in our life that are like very complex are the things that actually got us ahead. Why do we have this gigantic brain and this high processing power in our head? Is because we didn't sit on a tree and say, okay, banana, eat banana, sleep. We're like, hey, wait, I can walk on two feet. Oh, wait, I can go over there, find new fruits. I can hunt this. I can build this. And the evolution of our brain is getting faster and faster. So the last 15 years, what this amazing smartphones and and internet and whatever did our brain is like it's creating this ever-growing beast that has to be fed faster and faster so if you now look a normal sport like 50 years ago was like oh my god i'm playing tennis this is so complex nowadays a kid is okay so you're just hitting that ball over there that's boring it's like cool i need to train 70 hours till i can have my first match i'm gonna download fortnite takes me 30 (laughs) seconds and it's easy to start and super fun. All my friends are on it. It's online 24-7. So we have to find ways to make sport much more engaging because if if we don't, they're just going to disappear. Look at all the big federations. They're all having declining numbers, participation numbers. So yeah, at least we create that or we basically upgrade that normal activity to the cognitive level, what every consumer nowadays is looking for.
0: Yeah, and that's the scary thing. You're talking about gamification. A couple of things that are really big right now are like drone racing leagues and eSports. eSports is huge, and it's the opposite of what you guys are doing. And it's not to to paint a picture like that. This is people sitting, watching other people play video games, which is hugely popular. And you're saying essentially, don't sit and watch, get up off your ass and actually play a game and actually play. Exactly.
1: Well, in the end, it's... It's so funny because the evolution took it into a way where it's so digital that you don't need to move anymore. And we're like trying to bring the people back and say like, and now imagine this plus the old thing. So the one term that we always refer to is hybrid. So it is something that is like on the cognitive level of computer gaming together with the physical level of normal sports. And that's basically the coolness of it because you have these two elements. Some people might be stronger in this. Some people might be stronger in that. Uh, And it's very challenging at some point.
0: I'm going to put a link to the the Kickstarter campaign in the description so that people can go over because you really have to see this for yourself. And it's one of those things that as soon as you see it, you go, oh, I want to do that. Can you tell me when the system you think is going to be ready, what the development is looking like?
1: Well, generally, the system is ready to be produced. So we're just selecting the last suppliers to basically build it. We said in the Kickstarter campaign, it would be August, just to be a little bit safe since COVID, how things are going these days. And we don't know how well the Kickstarter is gonna go. It might be that we sell 500, might be that we just barely reach our goal and people are like, cool, but I'm not sure, let's see. So far it's looking really good. So we would say by August, there's also a perk where you can have it two months earlier if you wanna participate in our beta testing, which is gonna be a very fun process uh, because we have some super cool stuff hidden in there. And yeah, that's basically, So just head over and most of the stuff is explained by videos. And I fully agree. You got to see it to fully understand what it is.
0: And there's actually, I I don't want to leave out, there's one perk I think I remember seeing where if you buy this perk, then you essentially get games for life.
1: So all the backers that now join us with the Kickstarter campaign, they basically get a backer license, meaning whatever game will come to that platform in the future, no matter whether it's paid subscription, whatever, you will always be free of charge. So imagine it like you're the first ones to buy the iPhone. So all the apps, all the connections, whatever you're gonna be calling, it's always gonna be for free.
0: That sounds amazing. Well, Marcos,
1: thank you so much for your time. And I really appreciate it. Cool, uh, same here. And let me know when it goes online. It's always great to have people like you like put out the great stuff. And, and I've learned a couple of cool gadgets and, and new, new stuff that I'm gonna buy on your podcast already.
0: Oh, cool. All right. Thanks. We'll see you soon. Now let's get to the gadget gift guide part. First, a few words about what's not in the gift guide. We're not including pricier items like fancy massage chairs, smart mirrors and kitchen appliances, because although they may be great and we'll probably talk about them in another episode, they're not really the kinds of devices that are likely to actually be given as gifts. But it's not just about price. There are plenty of food and health-related items that don't seem like gifts because they're too practical or too personal. So hopefully these products we are mentioning strike a balance between practicality, affordability, and their ability to put a smile on the recipient's face. Speaking of balls... Wilson makes a series of game balls with special sensors built in. For instance, their basketball looks and feels like a regular basketball, but it's got a special shot tracker built in that connects to an app to help you follow and improve your stats. Likewise, their connected football tells you not only how fast and far you throw, which is fun, but spin rate, spiral efficiency, and much more. It's a really fun way to take backyard sports to the next level. A product called Stealth looks like a fun way to gamify your home exercise routine. I haven't tried it out personally, but it looks like it gives you a core-based full body workout by having you twist and turn as you do an extended plank with your elbows resting on a board that's shaped kind of like a home plate. The board also holds your phone, which plays a video game that reacts to your various movements. Bobo is a similar-looking line of training boards, but instead of leaning on them, you step on them to improve your balance and strength. It also uses games and on-screen feedback to motivate you to meet goals and improve your scores. In fact, it's actually used in conjunction with rehabilitation, but it also looks like a fun way to be more fit that most folks might not think of. Crossrope makes a series of weighted handles, jump ropes, and mats with some cool tech angles. First, their site offers a quick online quiz, a link to it is in the description, to help you figure out which rope product or bundle might best help you achieve your goals. So that's handy. And the other factor is their phone app, which comes in two flavors. The free, or light version, gives beginner tutorials, fitness challenges, activity tracking, and access to some workouts. And for 80 bucks annually, the premium membership includes more fitness challenges and over 200 workouts. Did you know there are that many ways to jump rope? Along with a way to filter and save workouts based on what works for you, as well as a feature that counts your jumps for you so you can turn off your brain and focus more on form. We may be doing an in-depth review of Crossrope, so stay tuned for that. TheraBody makes TheraGun, one of the more popular percussive massagers. In fact, they have several models that range from a $200 mini up to a $600 professional grade unit. Some have Bluetooth built in, and connect to an app with suggestions for various warm-up and warm-down routines before and after exercise. Hyperice offers their version called the Hypervolt, which comes in three models offering different power, speed settings, stroke length, and attachments. Having experienced devices like these before actual hands-on massages, we can say that they do make a big difference in being able to target and loosen up specific muscles. So these sort of products seem good for anyone looking to relax, but would be even better suited to folks who take their workouts seriously. Do you take brushing your teeth seriously? Well, then it's time for you to loosen the heck up. Toy and robot maker WowWee makes a fun gadget that's sure to get your youngsters rushing to brush teeth on their own. Their Bright Brush brand offers a couple of fun units. The Game Brush, which offers music modes and seven games, and the baby shark, which, appropriate to its name, plays that catchy little ditty. Other than the fun factor, these brushes actually have some smarts built into them, enabling them to detect how good a job the kid is doing brushing their teeth. It can actually tell where they've brushed and how well, offering live feedback. But kids shouldn't have all the fun, right? WaveE's W1 puts an electric toothbrush for adults into a charging base with a built-in music speaker. Unlike with the kids' toothbrush, it's not about just helping you be a better brusher, but rather enhancing your overall bathroom experience when you wake up and before you go to bed. Speaking of going to bed, Adaptive Sound Technologies make several products that produce white, brown, and pink noise to help you relax. Their Electrofan Micro 2 jumps out as a great gift because of its versatility. It not only emits those colorful sounds just mentioned, but also surf and digital fan sounds. Plus, it's a Bluetooth speaker, so you can use it to hear whatever music you want or as a speakerphone for calls. Plus, it's pretty tiny, so you can travel with it and take it anywhere. One program you might wanna play through the Micro 2 is called Mind Travel Sleep. This series of 15 meditations uses something called binaural beats under the music to help induce the same wave patterns as when you go through various stages of sleep or meditation. In other words, it's great if you have trouble falling asleep at night or want to take a power nap during the day. Plus, it's only like 20 bucks, which seems like a fair price to pay for original music and feeling more rested. Helium is spelled like a mashup of healing your body and helium the element. And as a relaxation tool it's a mashup of biofeedback and virtual or augmented reality in vr mode you wear a comfy headband that measures brainwave activity and in ar mode you're holding up your phone and it responds to the pulse detected by your apple watch so you're semi or fully immersed in a live scene that changes in real time based on what's going on with your body which is all to say It's a very fancy way for you to get rewarded digitally for relaxing. Now that we've spent all that time talking about how to relax and sleep, let's talk about waking up. Hometics SoundSpa Sunrise is a way to wake up more gradually and naturally by simulating sunlight, as you might guess from the name. Unlike the sun itself, this device features four wake-up sounds and the ability to snooze, and it can be used to drift off to sleep as well, with four relaxation sounds, an auto off timer, and a Bluetooth speaker for listening to music or <clears throat> podcasts. Once you're awake, it's time for your coffee fix, right? Enter Ember. There are a series of mugs and travel mugs with built-in batteries that enable you to set and maintain your coffee's exact preferred temperature. And it'll maintain that temperature all dang day, as long as it's sitting on one of the included charging coasters or for one and a half to three hours if you're on the go, depending on which model you get. The mug comes in 10 and 14 ounce versions in black and white, plus a 10 ounce metallic version, and a leak-proof 12 ounce travel mug version. Going in the other direction temperature-wise, HyperChiller can quickly turn freshly brewed hot coffee from blistering to blissfully iced coffee in just one minute without diluting or otherwise bogarting the taste. It also works with wine and spirits, in case you're wondering why you'd want one in winter. Two last food-ish related gadgets, since we're not gonna get into kitchen gadgets or appliances here. First, the Hydrate Spark is a great way to ensure that you're drinking enough water throughout the day. Connect this insulated stainless steel water bottle via Bluetooth, to the hydration tracker app on your phone and it tells you how much you should be drinking based on your weight in the local weather actually adjusting if it's going to be super hot out for instance and then it tracks your progress in reaching that goal at one stretch i had over a week straight of drinking more than 80 ounces a day it worked well i felt good and i have to admit i liked seeing it flash the rainbow of colors to celebrate me reaching my daily goal They offer 17- and 20-ounce versions, along with two sipping styles and multiple colors. And second, to round out this group, we have the BlendJet. It's a compact, rechargeable travel blender. Great for shakes and smoothies, but it can actually chop fresh fruit and some ice as well. They're currently having a New Year's sale on their new BlendJet 2, and it's great for anyone who travels or wants a blended beverage after working out or wherever wow looking back that's quite a diverse group of products but maybe they share something in common which is that they're all designed to help you warm up chill out and or feel better and when it comes to food and health gadgets for gifting what else could you want thanks again to our guest marcos kern it's cool that from the time we recorded that chat until now The campaign for the limbic active system made a huge surge and just recently surpassed the goal of its Kickstarter campaign, which still has just a very short time left in case you want to get in on that deal. Speaking of which, as with all crowdfunding, we offer this quick word of warning. Please be prudent, do your own research, and use proper caution before actually investing your money. By the way, if you're this far into the episode, then you probably like what you hear or maybe you just dozed off. Either way, please help spread the word. Think of three friends who might enjoy and benefit from the Family CTO podcast, either because they're the chief technical officer of their family, or just the kind of folks who'd be into hearing about fun practical gadgets. This show is available to stream and download on all the big podcast platforms, but the easiest way to hear it, you can tell them, Is by simply asking the nearest smart speaker to play the family cto podcast in our next episode we'll be doing a gift guide focused on home office automation and security until then be sure to check out our new twitter feed a link is in the description and remember don't be left to your own devices this podcast copyrighted 2021 is the intellectual property of the family cto A division of the Gadget Concierge, Incorporated. All rights reserved.